Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I'm your host, Melissa Fox, and this week we've got a great show again. We'll be talking about a lot of important issues, so you'll want to tune in. We've got a big segment about hurricane preparation. You know it's coming. You know it is, folks. AARP is going to stop by and talk about caregivers. There are an awful lot of them right here in Florida, and we think they should get some money. We'll talk about that. Fashion tips. School is going to start again soon. Fall is coming. I know it. And we've got some way for you to save money and update your wardrobe. We'll also be talking about type 1 diabetes and how it is affecting children. And if you're thinking about it this summer, traveling with your pets, we've got some suggestions as well. That's all coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652-800-513-1652-800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Two degrees every minute. That's how fast a car heats up in the Florida sun and cracking a window open does very little to keep the vehicle cool. A child's body temperature can rise three to five times faster than adults. Never leave a child or a pet unattended in a vehicle, even for a short period of time. If you see a child or pet locked in a car, take immediate action and call 911. Every time you leave your vehicle, check for kids and pets. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. It's the Florida Roundtable, and hurricane season is here. Mm -hmm. And it's expected to be more intense than last year. Well, last year wasn't horrible. We had, what, Ian, Nicole. So how to prepare your home and family, that is important. We should do this right now. Did you know that one in three Americans uh, in the hurricane-prone areas don't even have a backup plan, especially if they lose power? With that in mind, let's talk to Thomas Teig. He's the president and CEO of Direct Relief. Welcome to the roundtable. How are you doing today, Thomas? Thanks for having me. I'm fine. How are you? I am good, but concerned because uh, NOAA, the uh, National Organization of... I don't remember the rest, but anyway, you know who they are, people. Uh, They predicted a pretty uh, intense hurricane season. What do you know about that? Well, you know, it's... Seems like every year is going to be the worst ever, as you know. And you know these water temperature changes, El Nino kicking in. It's it's hard for a 
a lay person to understand exactly what it means except to be ready. So, uh, but yeah, I think each year you know, there's the threatening news about the increasing intensity of hurricanes, uh, wildfires. You know, I live out in California and you know, we get the same notice every year. Every year um, tends to be the worst ever for at least the la- uh, every other year tends to be the worst ever for all these things. So it's good to you know, recognize this moment we're in and do what we can to so I, I, I felt like a tinge of it's going to be the worst year ever. Yeah, it's right. going to be the worst year ever. Forget about last year. This year. So, <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, it seems like a tad of an exaggeration. Even though I'm in the media, I know a lot of people that are like, ah, they said that last year and the year before. Yeah. What do I need to prepare for? Now, let's talk right. about where you are, Puerto Rico right now. Uh, right. Some stuff might happen there in the past few years when it came to weather. Well, yeah, I think they've had their share, I think, beginning uh, with Maria and Irma six years ago almost, mm-hmm. and uh, in earthquakes and other big just uh, punches last year with Fiona. It took a, actually dump more rain on the island than, than Hurricane Maria had. So I think these recurring events, I think they're, they're big weather events, but I think from a uh, direct release perspective, we're a health-focused nonprofit. So we look at these big weather events as hugest disruptive social events with massive health implications. So that's really what we're focused on, trying to mitigate those uh, tragedies that tend to follow, you know, these big events. Some are just natural events and they occur out in the ocean and, um, you know, they're fine. But I think when these big natural events coincide with the built environment um, and where people in demographics, that's when you get these humanitarian crises where it just takes it right on the chin in a highly populated area. Often, as you saw last year in Florida, where there's not the best housing stock, those are the people who get particularly hammered by these storms. And, you know, again, direct relief ends up getting called in for people who find themselves in crisis because they don't have their medications or they've lost power and uh, don't have their home, you know, electronically powered home medical device, uh, whether it's an oxygen concentrator or an infusion pump or something like that. So, these things are relatively predictable, and at this time of year, it's good to take stock of you know those things and those people who might be a bit more vulnerable when these events happen, or they cannot evacuate, or they lose power, even if their house is fine. That can has been the type of uh, situation that pushes people into crisis who are normally just doing fine. They're just managing whatever health condition they are, and things are fine. But gosh, the loss of power for someone who is on oxygen that requires power at home, that can get dicey very fast. So those are the types of things that uh, we find repeatedly um, become these drop everything, go make a plan to help these people. And and I think a lot of them can be averted with a little planning and thought. A few weeks ago, I was uh, down the Daytona Beach coast over in Volusia County, which got Mm -hmm. hit by Hurricane Nicole, even though it was a tropical storm here in the central Florida area, uh, landlocked, they got beat. And I was looking at what buffers and such they had that they had had in place and mm-hmm. how many places were just ruined. They were, and they had a sort of plan, but no expectations that that would happen with the water and how hard it hit and broke down houses and just structures that one would think, you know, are pretty strong. So, right. uh, yeah, just devastating. If you haven't seen any of it, folks, it'll give you a real perspective. We are talking with Thomas Tig. He is from Direct Relief. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida News Talk and Entertainment Network. 
David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Up to 44% of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult. 20% say they experienced depression. And 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. You are not alone. Call 1-844-MYFLVET or visit myflvet.com. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age, it's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archie Bello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. It's the Florida Roundtable, and there's a lot of diseases out there that affect our kids. And one of them is type 1 diabetes. Let's learn about that right now, shall we? I've got Arnold, uh, Aaron, who? His name is Aaron. Aaron Turner Pfeiffer, Senior Director of Health and Policy and Advocacy at JDRF. We're going to learn what all that means right now. Aaron, sorry about that. Aaron, welcome to the roundtable. How are you? I'm well. I've been called a lot worse, so Arnold, I'll take Arnold any day. <laughs> it's okay. It's a little bit of dyslexia on my part. So T1D, let's go ahead and clarify that for the audience. Yeah, type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune condition that simply put, uh, folks with, that get diagnosed with type 1, their pancreas isn't working the way uh, it normally works in, in most people. And so their bodies aren't able to generate insulin, enough insulin to live. And so folks with type 1 diabetes uh, require um, multiple daily injections of insulin to live. Wow. And how does this impact kids? Yeah, so, you know, about 50% of all people diagnosed with type 1 diabetes will be under the age of 18. And, you know, that's, you know, there's about more than 1.4 million Americans today living with um, type 1 diabetes, and so, you know, the, uh, the prevalence rate of, of kids with type 1 diabetes makes it one of the larger chronic conditions that, that kids today are, are diagnosed with. Now, I recall kids in school when I was in school uh, many years ago, and they, you know, we'd have the insulin shots and such. How do you find out that a kid has type 1 diabetes? 
Yeah, well, unfortunately, uh, too many kids and too many families find out in the hospital, right? And so there are warning signs uh, that someone um, might be going through the early stages of type 1 diabetes, but all too often folks go into diabetic ketoacidosis, which is a life-threatening condition. And so when that happens, the, you know, you have to go to an emergency room, you need treatment immediately. And typically and all too often there that uh, many children are diagnosed with type 1. Now, why is the special diabetes program important uh, for research and finding cures for T1D? But for that very reason, we are trying to get to a cure. So there are no more families that uh, have to face that life-threatening condition. The special diabetes program, um, over its two decades since inception, has led the way in creating an environment for type 1 diabetes cures therapies. And so uh, it has really transformed, um, not just here in the United States, but globally, the both public and private research that's happening that's driving us to prevent and cure type 1. You know, the special diabetes program is directly linked to the recent uh, FDA-approved drug Tzeal, which is the first um, uh, disease-modifying therapy that delays the onset of type 1. For up to two years, we know folks in clinical trials went much longer before they had their uh, type 1 diabetes diagnosed. And so that has been groundbreaking, and it's just the first of what we hope will be many more uh, preventative uh, type 1 diabetes therapies. We're talking with Aaron Pfeiffer. He's the Senior Director of Health Policy and Advocacy at JDRF. And that would be what, Junior Diabetes Research and Funding, Finding? Foundation Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. There we go. All right. See, I'm not so slow as I thought I was. Now, earlier... We're getting it. (laughs) Earlier, Aaron, you mentioned that there are symptoms that parents could look for. Yeah. uh, um, Some of the common symptoms are constant thirst, um, a sweetness on the breath, uh, uh, weight loss, um, are all common symptoms to be on the lookout for for uh, a child or an adult um, who's going through some of those early stages as they progress to a diagnosis of type 1 diabetes. And what is the Children's Congress, the JDRF Children's Congress? Yeah, the Children's Congress has been something that JDRF has been hosting since 1999. It is a three-day event where we bring in, uh, this year we've got 160 kids who have type 1 diabetes Uh, ranging from ages 4 to 17, and we bring them to Washington, D.C., and they get an opportunity to tell their story about living with type 1, what uh, cure would mean for them um, directly to their elected officials on Capitol Hill. That is fantastic. How can we learn more about type 1 diabetes and children? Yeah, the best place to go is uh, jdrf.org. You can learn more about type 1 diabetes as a disease. You can learn more about the type 1 diabetes community and ways you can get engaged, including if you have type 1 diabetes and you're interested in the Children's Congress, there's a lot of information on our website about what it is, how you can apply in two years for the next Children's Congress, and so I encourage everyone to, to check that out. Aaron Pfeiffer, thank you so much. I learned a lot about type 1 diabetes in children. Please come back when you can to the thank Florida you. Roundtable. Thank you, sir.
You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section, when dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL. Opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful pain-reducing prescription medicines, but most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets, anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. It's the Florida Roundtable, and you know what? I think I've been wearing the same clothes for like three or four years. What, ten? Shh, stay out of this. <laughs> My producer has more to say. Anyway, I wear a lot of work shirts, and I'm trying to, you know, update the wardrobe without breaking my radio station salary bank. Yes, some of us know what that means. So with that in mind, let's welcome Kate Bellman. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hi, great, Melissa. Thank you. (laughs) So what are we going to do? Not just about refreshing my wardrobe, of course, but I think a lot of people can identify with the opening there. Breaking the bank on new clothes. Even Target has gotten ridiculously priced now. So how are we going to refresh the wardrobe without going broke? You know, we it is the perfect time you're going to be talking about that. We here at Nordstrom are in the midst of our anniversary sale event. It runs from July 17th to August 6th. Card members can shop uh, earlier than that. So it's the perfect time to come in and get new products at a limited time sale. So whether that's new fall trends or some key uh, summer essential items, we've got it all at a great deal. My other tip is buy key investment pieces. These are the classic items that you're going to have in your wardrobe forever. You're going to live in them. You're going to love them. You're going to wear them time and time again. You know, whether it's that white polished shirt, that classic trench coat, the, you know, essential fall tall boot. These are items that are just never go out of style. So that's my other uh, top tip. Thirdly is mix and match. You know, you don't want to buy items that you can only wear one way for one occasion. You really want to look for key separates or your favorite pieces that you can wear time and time again in a variety of styles and occasions. So I would say those are my top three uh, this season as we're looking to, you know, continue to build our wardrobe coming out of this pandemic era. Now, of course, we have people that listen from the youngest of ages to the oldest of ages here on the round table. And I think they'd like to know what some of the fashion trends that we can expect to see, especially back in school and in the office place. Yep, you know, we're all headed back to the office uh, this summer, and the number one trend as we do so for both men and women is tailoring. It is all about getting yourself a new suit, your new favorite blazer, get in some great tailored pieces. For women, it's all about color, particularly being uh, monochromatic in a sophisticated color that you love. Wear that head to toe in different shades of You know, so whether you're wearing a burgundy suit, pair it back to maybe a pinkish-toned silk blouse, these are ways to really refresh tailoring and take it forward. 
Men, similarly, we're seeing them in suits again. That's still important. But the other great thing for men uh, this season in terms of trends is to really take that hybrid office scenario and integrate it into your wardrobe. So you're looking for a wardrobe that's not only going to get you from 9 to 5, but that the men can wear in the evenings for, you know, dinner out with their family or through the weekend. So whether it's a sharp steel jacket, a crisp polo, that quintessential white sneakers, these are some key pieces that are going to get the men from all of their wardrobing needs. You mentioned most of the kids. I can't believe we're already talking back to school. It is absolutely just around the corner. Some great things for kids. You know, they want to look stylish too. Get them back to school in some fun novel prints, some graphic tees. My very favorite for my kiddos to buy on the event are uh, sneakers or coats and outerwear. I feel like they grow out of them so quickly. It's great to just have in the closet ready to go for when they've grown out of them. You, you've got them ready and waiting in the wings and get them back to school. Shopping tips. Now, we're talking, by the way, to Kate Bellman. She's a senior managing fashion editor. And the interview provided by Nordstrom. We are in Florida, so the outerwear is kind of uh, no. Uh, and coats. You don't need the outerwear. <laughs> yeah, we don't need it. A lot of times we wear shorts. The kids wear shorts a lot to school. So have you seen any trends in the shorts? Are we going back to cargo? Are they going to be tight, long, short, nine inches, five inches? What do we got? You know what? We're seeing definitely an emergence of cargo. So we're talking about sort of that return of Y2K and that being such an important sort of millennial fashion trend. Absolutely starting to see a shift in cargo, both to pants and shorts. So you, you hit the nail on the head with that. One and then we're seeing a spectrum of so kind of longer shorts within the Bermuda knee length range to ultra mini, so it's kind of that big pendulum swing of super short or longer length. You know, you don't need the outerwear, but third pieces are still great. I know the air conditioning is pumped up, so we mm-hmm. have some great lightweight cardigans, um, lighter jackets, and things too that I think would provide some nice transitional dressing uh, throughout the year, too. Now, should I take my kids with me when I'm shopping, uh, <laughs> or should I just get their sizes and run wild myself? Whatever you prefer. I mean, we have plenty of other things to keep them entertained, whether you come into the store and we have these are restaurants, or I would also recommend if you don't have much time or you need to leave the kids with a babysitter and you just want to get in and out to utilize our uh, free styling services. So you can come in. Tell them exactly what you're looking for, what sizes you need, whether it's for you or for the kids or for a family member or a husband. So they will get you in and out, and you can get right back to those kids. Where can we go for more information? This has been great, but, you know, people are driving down the road or the half awake listening to the show. But a website would be great. For all the information, all the product, the great product that's on the um, sale event is at Nordstrom.com slash anniversary. There you can find tips and tricks on how to style, as well as how to get in touch with their styling service. Kate, please feel free to join us again on the Florida Roundtable. I I would love to. Thank you. I got it. We look forward to talking to you again, and thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. Are you losing your Medicaid coverage due to the public health emergency ending? If you're in jeopardy of losing health care coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for health insurance through the federal health insurance marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to schedule your appointment today. Remember, that's CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. 
If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Kronk witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion or your race or because you have children or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Hey, it's the Florida Roundtable. And you know, Americans, we love to travel during the summer and Well, there's a lot of pet-friendly hotels and motels out there. I want to bring my dog with me. But we really have to decide if you should bring your dog along for your trip. And with that in mind, we have the American Veterinary Medical Association, Dr. Lori Teller. Welcome back, President Teller. How are you? I am great, and I am so happy to be back. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back. Love talking about animals with you. And, of course, most of us down here do have animals, dogs and cats. Now, 
I don't think I would bring my cat on vacation with me, but I'm sure others do. What is the best way to travel with one of them? Uh, first off, it's good to know if your cat is tolerant of travel. How does your cat do in the car or on an airplane? Uh, some cats are homebodies and they'd be better off at home with a pet sitter or at a cat-friendly boarding facility. So first make that determination. You need to know your cat. Uh, but if you do choose to travel with your cat or even with your dog, very important to pack all of the necessities. So pack their food, pack for the sake of a cat. They make travel litter boxes. Take some litter with you as well. You don't want your cat not using the litter box while you're on the road. <laughs> and then make sure, true for dogs and cats, that they are going to be welcome at every place you go, whether that's a hotel or motel, an Airbnb, or a family or friend's home. Um, your pets need to be welcome there, and that's really important to verify before you arrive. If your pets are on any medication, make sure you take uh, plenty of that and maybe a, a few extra days doses in case you get stranded somewhere. And, uh, of course, collars, leashes, make sure they have permanent identification, such as a microchip, and make sure that your contact information is up to date in the microchip database. Now, I've also been told that the dogs have to be licensed. Doesn't matter what state they're licensing if you're crossing over the borders, but they do have to have a license. Do you know if that's true? Almost every municipality has licensing requirements. And every municipality will have a rabies vaccination requirement. So it's a really good idea for whether it's your dog or cat to bring a proof of rabies vaccines with you. And of course, if your pet has um, some kind of ongoing medical issue, it would be great to bring copies of pertinent medical records. Of course, nobody wants their vacation interrupted with a trip to a veterinarian or an emergency clinic. Um, But if you have to, um, it's good to have all of that information at hand. So we're talking with AVMA President Dr. Laurie Teller about whether or not you should travel with your pet. And if you decide to, some of the best practices and tips that she can give us. Now, she's already mentioned that before you book your stay, wherever you're going, check to see if the dog or cat is allowed, or your bird or your snake. (laughs) Hey, you know, all kinds, all kinds, right? right. But the hotel's policy may be uh, certain only small pets or other pet restrictions like no lizards. You know, you don't know. But when you do bring your dog or think about it, do you think about the dog's personality before you bring them? I mean, what if he's like uh, doesn't really like men or, you know, it's kind of quirky around new people? Would you bring them? So, that, of course, that's going to be an individual decision. Um, but I think it is really important to recognize before you leave how your pet does around new people or in new situations. A lot of pets are very routine-oriented. And if they are, are not the more adventurous type, then you should definitely consider making alternative um, arrangements and leaving your pet. Uh, at home. Uh, Maybe vacation is not the best thing for them. Uh, They may prefer a staycation. So perhaps extend your vacation time to spend a few extra days at home with your pet doing something that you both enjoy. And of course, if you do need to travel with your pet for some reason, and your pet may be a little bit anxious, 
talk to your veterinarian about some short-acting medications that could be used to help alleviate some of that anxiety. And of course, some pets, just like some people, get motion sickness as well. So also talk to your veterinarian about medicines that you could use to help combat motion sickness. I like it. What if I decide not to take my pet? I don't have anyone that can come in the house and take care of them a couple of times a day. Uh, boarding my pet, do you suggest that? I do. Uh, it's, it's a great alternative for some pets. I certainly, certainly talk to your veterinarian. Some veterinarians have recommendations. Some veterinarians offer boarding at their facility. So you, you have that additional oversight if something does happen with your pet while you're gone, particularly if your pet does have an underlying medical condition. The veterinarian is right there to, to provide support. Uh, but there are some amazing boarding facilities available to pet owners, and they offer playtime, uh, certainly in Florida and along the south. Some of them even have uh, dog-friendly swimming holes or swimming pools, and they can give your pet a bath um, before you can pick them up. So there are really some, some good opportunities there as well for pets that may do better not traveling with you. Do you recommend, and this might be a little off uh, subject for a second here, but do you recommend that maybe you board your dog for one night and then take them back just so they have a test, uh, and, you know, see how they react, or you just throw them in there for two weeks and good luck, Fido? Uh, again, that's going to come down to knowing your pet. Uh, it never hurts to, to do a trial run. Uh, and see how your pet does, maybe over a weekend or something like that, uh, so you can see how your pet does while there, and you can always call and check and ask for a report, and then how your pet um, behaves when you get home and see if your pet is happy or seems really stressed out, and that may help you make a decision as well. And one thing to also keep in mind, whether you're boarding your pet at a kennel or taking your pet with you on a vacation, is make sure they're current on all of their vaccinations. Um, they may be exposed to things that they're not normally exposed to at home. And if you're going to be traveling to a different part of the country, mm -hmm. uh, so in the South, Lyme disease is not really a, a big thing, but it is a big deal in the Northeast. So if you're heading that way, also talk to your veterinarian and see if there's additional vaccinations or parasite prevention that you may need to provide to your pet before you get on the road. Got you. So we should definitely talk to our veterinarian and say, hey, look, we're thinking about taking uh, our dog on a vacation. Can you make sure that the dog's all up to date? But you should also tell them where you're going so that they can narrow down possible parasites, et cetera, that they may need a vaccine for before you get to your destination. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing to keep in mind, particularly if you're going to be flying, is that almost all of the airlines also require a certificate of veterinary inspection or what we call a health certificate. And so generally you have to have that done within 10 days of travel. So also plan ahead to get that taken care of. And, of course, check with your, your airline to see what their specific requirements may be. Now you also mentioned about a go bag or a travel kit for pooch. Uh, water, food, medication, leashes, waste bags as well, uh, toys, maybe their bedding. But you say things here, um, Dr. Teller, about incorporating your normal routine. My normal routine is I get up, I give the dog some treats, and then we go for a drive. So I can do that 
pretty much. But afternoon walks, naps, that might be a problem. How do we stay consistent, especially, you know, when we're on vacation? All you can do is the best that you can do. So, of course, consistency helps. And if your pet's used to a morning walk or an evening walk, try to stick with that as best as you can. Of course, part of the joys of vacation is doing new things. Uh, so your routine is going to be upended some. But if you can stick to regular meal times and regular exercise, that's going to go a long way to helping to keep your pet comfortable while you were out having some grand adventures together. Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. Pet-friendly hotel, I want to go out to dinner, I want to go to, you know, play the slots, whatever, but I don't, I can't take the pet with me. Um, How do I just leave them alone in a hotel room and expect things to go well? Yes, so this uh, pet etiquette is super important. Uh, If your pet does not do well at home when left alone, your pet is definitely not going to do well in a hotel room. Uh, But if your pet can entertain itself, then you can generally step away at least long enough to to have a meal or enjoy the slots, as you say. Uh, But give your pet a special long-lasting treat, uh, one of their favorites that you may only use when you are going to leave your pet alone in a hotel room. Uh, You can leave a TV or radio on. I used to... uh, leave Animal Planet on for my dogs when I would leave them in a hotel to go to go grab a bite to eat, things like that. Um, and again, you can also talk to your veterinarian about some short-acting medications that may help make them a little bit more chill uh, when they have to stay alone in a hotel room. How do you feel about uh, CBD for animals? Uh, I think we need more proof. Um, about its effects and how it is working in our animals. And again, that would be a conversation to have with your veterinarian who knows your pet and your pet's current health status as well. We've been talking to AVMA President Dr. Lori Teller. I hope you got some tips for a better stay to bring your animals with you if you decide to take a vacation this summer. Great tips as always. Dr. Teller, please feel free to join us again. And if you're going on vacation with your dogs, I expect pictures. (laughs) Thanks again, doctor. It's fun. It's been great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. 
Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Have you lost Florida Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Did you know that more than 48 million Americans help take care of parents, spouses, grandparents, and other adult loved ones, you know, so they can live independently as long as possible? Well, a recent AARP report found that Florida caregivers provide $40 billion in unpaid care each year, helping with Medicare, or medical care rather, meals, bathing, dressing. And with that in mind, our old friend Jeff Johnson from AARP, the Florida State Director, is with us. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Doing great. How about you, Melissa? You know, I won't complain because, frankly, who would listen, right? So tell us a little bit about this survey, would you? Sure. So, look, AARP has been focused on family caregivers for quite some time, and it's been really important for us to identify what they think needs to be done. The reality is three-quarters of uh, voters, 50 and over, think that Congress can do more to help older Americans stay in their home as they age. And and when you think about family members who are helping provide care for it could be an aging parent or a spouse or, or another uh, friend or relative, they're giving up time that they could be making money. Some of them are having to take time off of work that they're not getting paid for, and they're also paying out of pocket. A lot of times what we hear is that if you're taking care of somebody, you're not only investing yourself uh, physically and emotionally, but you're spending like the average is about $7,000 a year on just things that help support that person that you're taking care of. And, and we think that it's time for Congress to take action to, uh, to help these folks because they're doing a, a great job of taking care of their family members. Yeah, I agree most definitely. Hey, how many family caregivers are here providing care in the state of Florida? So the estimate that we have here is 2.7 million Floridians who are caring for loved ones. So that's that's more than one in every 10 person has got, uh, again, an, an adult. It could be a sibling, could be a parent, could be a spouse that they're taking care of. And w when you think about one in 10, better, more than one in 10, that's a lot. And, I, and Melissa, I, don't, I know I've, we've talked about this stuff before, but uh, many times – you won't even know it until you've talked to somebody for 15, 20 minutes, and then it'll come out, oh, by the way, mom is living uh, with us or, you know, or trying to get dad to and from medical appointments or trying to figure out what to do because, uh, you know, a spouse shouldn't be driving anymore. And, and how do we make that work? Those are issues that are happening all over Florida, and we need to do more to try to elevate those and give people good answers. Yeah, I agree. Now, um, 
there are services available in Florida here to get people to and from their their uh, you know medication, their doctor's visits, all these things. But I find that there's sort of a pride issue in that too. They'd rather have a family member take them to and fro instead of get on uh, you know a bus with other people in a service that's provided. Uh, how do we get past that? Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a really good point, and it, it's it's a challenge, right? I mean, uh, uh, pride is a huge issue for people as they are aging who want to hold on to their independence, and to be able to rely on family members is a blessing that not everybody has, and for many family members, you're t- you're stuck with the uh, you know with the decision between taking time off of work that you you maybe can't afford to do and uh, wanting to take care of your parents. Those services that are there are fantastic, and we need to do more to help people identify what's available for them so that they have the help when they need it. But to your point, there's especially for for the person that we're talking about who's receiving care, there's no replacement for uh, for family. And so one of the things that ARP has been saying is we need to do more to encourage employers to offer paid time off, just like you would if you had a sick kid at home or somebody, you know, a kid you had to take to a, a doctor's appointment. We need to to encourage employers to do the same thing to allow their employees to take dad to a doctor's office or mom to uh, to go get a prescription filled. Yeah. I, I mean, I had the same problem caring for an elderly uh, parent and yeah, they didn't want, you know, I said, the service is available. I can't take the time off work. Well, we'll just reschedule an appointment. No, no, you need to go now, whether it's the <laughs> podiatrist or the heart yeah. doctor. And I can set you up. The link service here in Central Florida is beautiful. No, not going to do it. I don't want to do it. You can take me. Wouldn't let, uh, in, you know, you bring in home care to help you out. Wouldn't let that person clip toenails. <laughs> Only family member can touch my feet. You know, and it's it's very (laughs) that is a true story, Jeff. We're talking with Jeff Johnson, AARP's Florida State Director, and we're talking about the physical, emotional, and financial challenges that Floridians face when they are caregivers. And we got some tips that are going to help you out. Uh, The responsibilities of a family caregiver. What are they, and what kind of challenges do they face other than what we've already spoken about? You know, Melissa, the thing about family caregivers is most of us don't even realize that that's what you call what it is we're doing. We think that you're just being a good family member. And so it can be everything from just helping uh, somebody who needs in our family who needs help uh, figuring out how to pay their bills and doing the finances or giving them a ride or going to pick up groceries for them to the more intensive things like helping people get dressed in the morning or or, uh, helping around the house or clipping toenails like you said earlier. Those are all parts of this. And I think that what we realize is that that can put a real physical and emotional strain on people. And I mentioned earlier a financial strain as well, because not only are they in many cases losing time off from work, but they're also paying money out of pocket. Uh, That's one of the reasons why ARP has been saying that if it's possible to provide tax credits to people who are raising children, we ought also do it to those who are taking care of aging relatives because the the costs are the costs. And 
while Florida's tax system, since we don't have an income tax, which is a wonderful thing that people enjoy, makes it harder to do tax credits. It is something at the federal level that I think that there could be a lot more attention uh, put on. Yeah, no, I definitely agree that we do need to do that, especially since America is aging and not uh, just talking about our politicians <clears throat> because they are really up there in, <laughs> in age. But at some point, yeah, AARP, you know, you guys are getting up there. You're trying your best to get the, the Congress and government to realize that this is happening as our, uh, you know, as our country ages, and it is true, especially here in Florida where people come down to uh, retire and basically die at some point. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of burden on the family here. It's very, very tough. So how can caregivers take steps now to empower themselves and their loved ones to, you know, a happy and satisfying life? Well, I think uh, that's a big question. I think the, the main thing that we point to are things like trying to keep the home safe if somebody is at risk of falling or uh, or otherwise getting a little more frail. Thinking about it, again, we uh, those of us who have had children have had to go through the process of baby-proofing a house. This isn't exactly the same, but it is thinking about the, the house from the standpoint of the person that you're taking care of and making sure they're in a safe space and Oh, my goodness, you've got to stay organized because keeping up with all the appointments, keeping up with all the prescriptions, all of those things uh, while you're trying to juggle the rest of your life can be really important. But the main thing is to be able to ask for help. And I think one of the things that ARP has that I'm proud of is a a whole lot of good information and resources at ARP.org slash caregiving. But what's uh, especially great about Florida is that ARP has partnered with the 211 services across the state so that caregivers can just call 211 to ask for more information and, and be connected to what's available here in Florida that might be able to help you if you're struggling to figure out what you can do to help your aging parent or other loved one. You got any more tips for us before we close out? Only that you, uh, not only are you your caregiver for your family member, but you are an advocate for them and for yourself. And I think, uh, you know, we're ARP. Anytime we can encourage people to tell their elected officials about how important this issue is to you and your family is for the good because it only helps us down the road to get the resources that we need to support you and others who are in the same position. Yeah, you're the president. Are you the president elect of the Florida Council on Aging? Is that right? Oh, yes, yeah. uh, ma'am, I am. And so uh, that Florida Council on Aging is a great organization that, that represents anybody who's interested in the issues around aging in Florida, which honestly, let's let's face it, everybody in Florida should be focused on those issues. I agree. Hey, we've been talking with Jeff Johnson. And of course, you know, you're always welcome to come back and help us out with the AARP in Florida. We got a lot of people out there that just gained good information about caregiving and more. Again, there are services out there. Take advantage, please, if you can. Jeff, it's been a pleasure as always talking with you, and we'll see you again next time. Thanks so much. Likewise. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to say 
Get a tax lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a tax lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green Specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables and herbs. Plus with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Up to 44% of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult. 20% say they experienced depression and 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. You are not alone. Call 1-844-MYFLVET or visit myflvet.com. Ticks can transmit Lyme disease and other dangerous illnesses. Protect yourself and your family with Summit Green Armor Insect Repellent. Clothing and outdoor gear treated with Green Armor Insect Repellent repels and kills ticks, chiggers, mites, and mosquitoes for up to six weeks. The handy spray bottle makes it easy to apply this odorless layer of protection. Green Armor Insect Repellent is available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? He's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station management, owners, or sponsors. For questions or concerns, contact Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.